Hello everyone, welcome back to The Real Homeschool Chat. I'm your host, Jasmine L. Thomas Bridges, and I am here today to bring you an episode all about response to intervention, or RTI. So if you are a parent or a teacher or someone in the education world, you should definitely know what RTI is, Response to Intervention, so that you can better support your child. And specifically, I am a specialist in RTI in regards to how it functions in academia. This episode is not targeting behavior. Um, That is something that I am well aware of and have implemented, but I don't consider myself an expert in that. RTI in academia, typically stands out quite a bit because it is something that your child should be participating in prior to being referred to special education services. And so I have been doing episodes that showcase uh, special education and the needs of students, different things that parents can really look out for. So make sure you go back and take a look at those episodes. So RTI has exactly three tiers. Tier one is the general education, what all students should be receiving. That's about 80% of your students. Tier two is where targeted interventions actually begin to happen. That's about 15% of your students. Tier three is about where 5% of your students are and they're receiving intense interventions. And tier four, which is not actually on the RTI model, but that's where special education actually begins to happen. So students have to go through all three tiers in order to be considered for special education. And what's really important to note is that throughout the entire process, there should be progress monitoring happening where teachers are or interventionists are monitoring what progress students are making, whether it is some progress or none at all, at each tier. So I'm going to talk about what should be happening in each tier so that you're well aware of what your child or your students should be getting. So in tier one, you're going to be focusing in on generalized instruction. This is where you have whole group and small group instruction. So whole group instruction should be entire lessons from top to bottom. And what that looks like is quality instruction from curriculum that is rigorous and rigorous academia curriculums include um, programs like Eureka Math, Envision Pearson, those are just two that I can think off the top of my head, as well as um, Zern is another one. It's a pro- software program and it aligns to a textbook program. So those are the types that you want to make sure are being utilized in the general educational setting within tier one. You also want to ensure that the lessons are including I do, you, we do, you do. So what that looks like is I do is where the teacher is modeling, 
we do is when the student and teacher are working together in something called guided practice and you do is when students are working together collaboratively first and then they begin to work independently and you need all of those components in order to ensure students are able to master the content that is taking place so once you have those lessons intact you want to also look at pooling small groups and differentiating instruction. A lot of people think that differentiated instruction is something that happens in tier two. They think that small groups are tier two, but actually that should be happening in tier one. So differentiated instruction looks like taking the data. So when a student takes a test, whether it's like an assessment in class, or if it's a benchmark assessment where they're testing a bigger or larger number of standards what you want to make sure is that you're using that data to determine what students did master and what students did not master and that's where that differentiated instruction happens where you are creating lessons and activities that are in small groups and it depends on what type of groups you want to create so my preference is to have homogeneous groups for math and heterogeneous groups for ELA reading and writing. And the reason for this is because with math, it's a lot easier when all students, at least in my experience, it's a lot easier for students who are all on the same level. They may need different things, but it won't be so extreme that you can't get through to them typically versus ELA and reading, it can be extreme. You'll find that some students literally with their reading levels may be so far behind or so far ahead that it's useful to actually have those heterogeneous groups so that they can be collaborative and work with one another. So that's how I have viewed it and that I've had great success with all of those and my success was proven in state test scores so i definitely recommend going through that route if you're an educator and even if you're a parent if you're not exactly sure like what's going on with your student this is some information that you want to know and check and see okay is, are all of these things happening for my student and if it's not, then you need to let the school know, like, I need this to be happening before you move my child into different tiers and try to recommend them for special education. So the next tier group is tier uh, two, and it's where about 15% of students are. Now, you're going to have a lot more progress monitoring happening for those students. These students may be getting pulled out of class, um, but it's not just them. It's probably a couple different students who just weren't mastering the standards after small group instruction was taught. Um, typically with progress monitoring, they try to give at least two weeks of um, a specific standard being taught before they move them into tier two instruction. And during that tier two instruction, you're typically going to find an interventionist that will be pulling those students out or sometimes the teacher will be the interventionist and will begin doing more one-on-one -on -one or one-to-three instruction, okay? And that ratio is a lot smaller and it's more targeted in terms of the interventions and what the students need. 
tier three is when you find intensive interventions and you'll start seeing like one-on-one happening there are more assessments there's high intensity so you want to make sure that you are aware that your child or student is going through all three of these processes and getting more of that you'll notice you have general differentiated groups then you'll move up to targeted interventions with a one to typically three ratio so teachers uh, one teacher to three students and then you'll notice that once they get to tier three it's more so one-on-one so from there if your child is still not making progress then they will make a referral for special education so you need to make sure all those things are happening prior to making that referral process. This is very important because you want to ensure your child has a quality education before they are referred to SPED. What I have noticed is sometimes students are referred to SPED before all of those things are happening, especially in schools that are private. I have noticed that in my experience, but you want to make sure that all of those things are in place guys i hope this was a helpful episode for you i do recommend if you can google um response to intervention and it'll come up with some different models for you it's like a pyramid model and it will give you a visual of what that actually looks like and then that way you can fully um comprehend exactly what i've just stated through that visual If you guys have any questions, you can feel free to email us at LimitlessLearningTutoring at gmail.com. Our website is LimitlessLearningInternational.com and we'd be happy to assist, support, and help you.